I push my, there you go. I was going to say, I push mine. You push yours. If you're glad to be here, say, I am. All right. We're going to be talking about connection groups this morning and seeing how connection groups actually are in the scripture and it kind of talks to us and gives us the principles of how to bring this to pass. Before I get too deep into this, let me share with you that the material we're going to be going through in connection groups beginning in two weeks is crazy love. Now, some of you may have already read the book. This is what the book looks like. Anybody read that book? Raise your hand if you've read that book. Raise your hand. If you're, don't be ashamed of it. Raise your hand if you read the book. Here we go. Right there, I see that hand. We'll have baptism after church. Very good. Yes, right there. And then this is a DVD that goes with it. How many of you have seen the DVD? Got about, okay, just a couple. couple what, one person has seen, two people have seen the DVD. About four of you have read the book. So this is going to be good for you. We're not going to supply, the, the Paragon the church is not going to supply the book for you guys. They will supply it for your teachers, for your facilitators. Those are going to be leading your discussion times. So this gives you time to get on Amazon.com. If you have a Kindle, you can download it to Kindle. Anybody here have a Kindle? Raise your hand if you have a Kindle. I see that hand. We're, we're part of it right there. There's another one. Yes. Yes. Anybody else? Go get a Kindle. They're awesome. Anyway, you can download it on Kindle really cheap, or you can spend more money on the book. But you can buy both of those through Amazon. You can buy it through Walmart. You can get it in lots of different places. Uh, but Crazy Love by a man named Francis Chan is the book that we're asking you to go pick up. All right? So pick up the book Crazy Love by Francis Chan. This is what it looks like. So you'll, when you see it, you'll kind of know what it is. This is what we're going to be going over, uh, covering in our small groups. It would be really cool if you could read between now and the... Uh, April, the first Sunday in April, kind of start reading at the book a little bit because the, the DVD by Francis Chan and your facilitator is going to be able to expand on that. And I believe you will be very, very pleased with what you see coming out of there. Anybody see this newspaper this week? No, not so much. Real Rancho Observer, Sunday edition, uh, March 20th, that's today. Census, Rio Rancho is fastest growing city in New Mexico. What does that do in your mind? Seriously. Just, I, I want to hear from, I want to hear from four or five of you. When you hear the phrase, Rio Rancho is fastest growing city in New Mexico, according to the census, I want to hear from four or five of you just real quick, just so you don't, you can't preach. But what does that mean to you? Just what does that mean to you? What does it say to you? Anything? Lots of new people? I couldn't hear you. The fields are ripe. Okay. Crime. Did I hear crime? Amen. Got to love crime. It keeps law enforcement in business. More traffic? That's good. It's true. Probably another Walmart cropping up somewhere sometime soon. Anybody else? Something good in this town, that's why people are coming here, that's awesome. I, to me, to me, Rio Rancho being the fastest growing city in New Mexico is exciting. Now I know there's the downside of, you know, more roads and more construction and, and new schools and probably more taxes to try to keep up with everything and we can look at that and just, you know, pull the Eeyore and get the cloud down on us and just sit back and curl up in a fetal position and do weird things. But is that what God would have us to do 
with information like this. Turn in your Bibles with me, if you would, to Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy. You say, where is that? Well, that's the Old Testament. Deuteronomy chapter 31. I'm going to give you just a minute to find that. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Probably no help of you at all for you at all, but it's on page 247 in my Bible. So if you have my Bible, it would help. Otherwise, don't rely on that, okay? It's just a joke. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 12. If you got it, say, I got it. it. If you need more time, say, oh, me. All right, I hear that. I hear that. All right, there you go. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 12 to 13. Now, what they're talking about here and what's being written about here is, is the, uh, the festival of booths, which is, would be one of the times that they would get together. All the people of God would get together and they would make this big celebration, all right, during this festival of booths. And it says uh, in verse 11, just back up to verse 11 real quick. It says, when all of the Israel assembles in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he chooses, you are to read this law aloud before all Israel. Then verse 12. And by the way, I'm reading from the Holman Christian Standard Bible if it's different from yours. It says, gather the people, men, women, children, and foreigners some of your Bibles might say aliens right there. If you're in Roswell, it's more applicable than it is in Rio Rancho. But men, women, children, and foreigners living within your gates, gather all these together so they may listen and learn to fear the Lord your God and to be careful to follow all the words of his law. Then their children who do not know the law will listen and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land you're crossing the Jordan to possess. Now, how does this tie in with this? Well, let's pray, and then we're going to talk about that and spend a few moments thinking through this process. Father God, um, I'll tell you what, let's do with your heads bowed, if you'd do this with me. Would you ask God to show you how the two tie together? Right where you're at. You say, well, I'm not real comfortable praying. Well, just it's just talking to God, just like I'm talking to you. And just say, God, show me how... These people you're bringing to Rio Rancho ties in to connection groups. God, show me why this is important to me. In Jesus' name, amen. That's good. Thank you for praying. Now, before we spend a whole lot of time there, we've got to back up just a little bit and ask this question. Is this Paragon Church? And that's a trick question. So don't be too quick to answer. Is this Paragon Church? 
is you leaving your house, whether you walked, uh, hot air ballooned, parachuted, rode a motorcycle, bicycled, skateboarded, rollerbladed, which I wouldn't recommend, or drove a car, or a pickup, or a diesel truck, to get here. Is you leaving your house and coming to Cleveland High School to meet in this really nice facility, is that Paragon Church? No, you're right. Some of you are shaking your head no. You're right. Way to step out on the limb. It's not. This is not Paragon Church. Now, this is a place where Paragon Church meets. Would you agree with that? This is a place where we meet. Paragon Church is you and I going to our jobs, going to school, buying groceries, living life. And then we see someone that we don't know and we interact with them a little bit. We talk to them. You do that all the time. You talk to people all the time that you don't know. You just don't really process it. Do you know every clerk at Walmart? Well, if you work there, you might. Do you know every postal person in Rio Rancho? No. So you go to the post office, you talk to the UPS driver, you talk to the postal guy, you, you, you talk to all these people that you don't know. So when you're talking to them, maybe you reach inside your pocket and you say, hey, I attend this place right here. It's called Paragon Church. You can actually see the map how to get there on the back. We got donuts and stuff on Sunday morning. Come check us out. And that's it. And he looks at it. Okay, puts it in his pocket, and you guys part ways. That is being, that's part, no, 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 it's yours. Give it away. That's, that's part of being the church. Another part of being the church is if you're at work or you're someplace, wherever, and someone is upset, sad, in misery, etc., and you stop long enough to care, show love, and maybe pray with them right there on the spot, wherever you're at. Whether it's in front of the bananas at Walmart or in front of the post office boxes or, or wherever you're at, it doesn't matter whether you're wherever. And you just spend a moment caring for them, ministering to them, loving on them. That's being the church. Right? Okay, so the church, what, what we're saying is the church is not just a Sunday morning thing. The church is all throughout the week. On Sunday morning, we get to gather together and we get to worship together and we get to look into God's words together. But in connection groups, it's when we really get to sit down and ask questions. That's when we get to enter each other's lives and figure out how we can pray for one another and how we can support one another and how we can walk together and do this thing called church throughout the week. That's what connection groups are. And to me, that's really cool. A church... Let me rephrase that. Connection groups is not an event. Connection groups is not an event that happens every week or every two weeks. Connection groups is a strategy. Connection groups is a strategy 
to reach these people that God is bringing in to Rio Rancho. You mean connection groups isn't just for us as a church? No, they're not. It's part of it. We are part of connection groups. Matter of fact, if you're not part of a connection group or not planning on being part of a connection group, you're going to miss out. Because that's really where we get to bond together. We get to mount together. We get to discover, wow, we're just alike. We're going through the same thing. Who would have figured that? You live over there. I live over here. We have different jobs. But we're going through the same junk. You can't do that on Sunday morning. Sunday morning, it's almost like we can sneak in the back of the church and hide and, and slide back out and say hey to Pastor Matt and get a donut, you know, and all that stuff. The connection groups is where we actually get to discover more of God's plan for our life and how God wants to live that out through us. Church isn't Pastor Matt standing and sharing from God's word with us and Scott leading us in worship. That's not church. That's the church assembling itself to worship. Whenever you and I slow down our lives enough to say this connection group time has got to be a priority, then we are accomplishing spiritual growth in a new way. In a new way. So in the book of Deuteronomy, whenever it says in verse 12, gather the people, gather men, gather the women, gather the children, and then gather the foreigners. Does anybody's translation right there say strangers? Okay, yeah, cool. Gather the people that we don't know. Gather in the people that aren't with us just yet. Gather in the people that haven't had a life-changing experience with Jesus. Gather in the people that perhaps are different from us. Gather in the people who need to be part of a connection group. Opening up our lives. Why? Why would we do that? Well, look at it. Look at verse 12. So that they may listen, so that they may learn to fear the Lord your God, and then learn to follow the, the words of His law. Because why? This will impact their children. It will not only impact them, but it will impact their children. Gang, this is so exciting to me. Do you realize that the church, do you realize that the church is basically the only entity that wasn't built and designed for itself? Think about that. The church is not created by God for itself so we can sit back and say, Whoa, we're cool. That's not why the church was designed. The church was designed for the strangers, for the foreigners, for those that do not know God yet. 
They don't know Jesus Christ yet. And we can reach those people, the hundreds and thousands that God is bringing into Rio Rancho through connection groups. Through connection groups. This book, Crazy Love, for just a moment, look at this. Right here, it says, Crazy Loved, Overwhelmed by a Relentless God. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting subtitle. Watch this. Chapter titles, real quick. Chapter titles. Stop praying. Anybody here ever been told in a, in a, in a Bible study, in a connection group, to stop praying? Makes you want to read this, doesn't it? It does me. You might not finish this chapter. chapter two. You might not finish this chapter. Number three is crazy love. Number four is profile of the lukewarm. Number five is serving leftovers to a holy God. Number six, when you're in love. Number seven, your best life later. Number eight, profile of the obsessed. Number nine, who really lives that way? Number ten, the crux of the matter. What would happen... What would happen if you and I said, we're going to put a flag right here. And that flag is actually symbolically in the home that we're going to meet for our connection group. And we're going to put a flag in that home in the connection group symbolically. And that's our rally point. That is the point that we say we're going to meet together every two weeks. Every two weeks. We're going to meet together every two weeks. And we're going to do our best to bring strangers with us, foreigners with us, aliens. Some of your translations probably said aliens. We're going to bring those people with us so that they can dissect alongside of us the love that God has for them and the love that God has for us. You say, well, Mike, that's really cool, but that's in the Old Testament, and that's kind of outdated, etc. Well, turn with me, if you would, to Luke chapter 14. And by the way, the Old Testament, we need to spend a little time there from time to time in our personal walk with God, because God can really rock our world through the Old Testament. Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14, verse 15. If you got it, say, I got it. All right. You're not too excited about it. That's all right. You got it? Luke chapter 14, verse 15. When one of those reclined at the table with him heard these things, this is Jesus, he said to Jesus, the one who will eat bread, um, the one who will eat bread in the kingdom of God is blessed. Then Jesus told him this parable. A man was given a large banquet and invited many. At the time of the banquet, he sent his slave to tell those who were invited, come because everything is now ready. Verse 18. 
But without exception, they all begin to make excuses. The first one said to him, I've bought a field and I must go see it. I ask you to excuse me. Another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to go try them out. I ask you to excuse me. Another said, I just got married and therefore I am unable to come. So the slave came back and reported these things to the master. Then in anger, the master of the house told his slave, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the city and bring in the poor, the maimed, blind, and lame. Verse 22, master, the slave said, what you have ordered has been done and there's still room. Then the master told the slave, go out into the highways and lanes and make them come in so that my house may be filled. There are going to be people that we talk to about coming to connection groups and they're going to have excuses about not coming. They're going to have excuses. Well, I can't because I just bought a car. I can't because I just bought a house. Or I can't because I just got a new job. Or I can't because the kid has soccer. Or I can't because X, Y, Z, whatever. You fill in the blank. Matter of fact, you may have excuses why you can't come into connection group. Fill in the blank, whatever your excuse is. Jesus' point here in this parable my house is going to be full regardless of what the excuses of other people are. Our job is to go and keep inviting others. And to keep inviting others. And to keep inviting others into the connection group. And to keep inviting others still to the connection group. What's the purpose? What's the purpose of inviting people to the connection group? What's the purpose of meeting so people can meet Jesus. So people can discover for themselves God's crazy love for them. You know, it's not real easy when Pastor Matt's preaching to stop him and ask a question. Matter of fact, if you did that, he would probably have to rewind and start the sermon all over again and go through the whole thing. You're here, I can pick on you, it's all right. Go through the whole thing all over again. Then we wouldn't get out till two. Yeah, it'd be terrible. Maybe not. The purpose of connection groups, along with all the others that I've shared already, is allow people to learn why they need to be saved, why they need Jesus in their life, why they need to turn away from sin. And then how to turn away from their sin. How they can be saved. How they can have a life-changing experience. A connection group is a great place for people to learn, well, why do I need to be baptized? And, well, I was sprinkled as a baby. Doesn't that count for me as an adult? And then they can, as a connection group, we can walk them through how. Baptism is described in Scripture. How Jesus was baptized. How John the Baptist baptized people. And how we see people being baptized all throughout the New Testament. 
We can do that in connection group. We can dialogue over a cup of coffee or over a bag of Oreos. We can dialogue over a bag of Doritos, right? In the comfort of our living room, or the comfort of the, the kitchen table, wherever your connection group meets. And you can find the hows and the whys. Maybe, maybe someone here, maybe someone here or someone that you will invite to your connection group has never prayed before. Maybe they've never prayed before. Yeah, when they got pulled over by the cop that one time, they were sitting there praying, please, God, don't let me get a ticket. No. That's not really prayer, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. Maybe, maybe they've never prayed before. In connection group, they can learn how to pray. They can learn why we pray. They can learn why the Scripture says pray continually and how we're supposed to pray continually and still have a job. How we can pray continually and still do laundry. How we can pray continually and still cook supper. How we can pray continually. This can be discussed in the connection group and actually lived out. We can learn, and people can learn, why to share our faith and how to do it. Why God has given us spiritual gifts and how to use those spiritual gifts. And then in the connection group, in the connection group, we can actually live out those spiritual gifts. Because you see, if you're a follower of Christ, you have a spiritual gift. And if you haven't yet learned how to live out those spiritual gifts, that will naturally begin to happen for you as a follower of Christ because those spiritual gifts will just flow. And you're going to find out that you get to serve God by serving people in your connection group. It's a beautiful thing. We can't just accomplish this on Sunday mornings. It's not the way God intended it. Look with me at one more place. It's 2 Timothy. Second Timothy, chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. If you got it, say, I got it. Sweet. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. You therefore, my child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men who will also be able to teach others. You see, in a connection group, in a connection group, we learn how to do life together. And like it or not, and I, and I hope this challenges you just a little bit, in a connection group, what you see other Christians modeling, what you see other Christians doing in a connection group, the way you see other Christians talking, the way you see other Christians living, 
You're supposed to do other, you're supposed to do just like they're doing. Now, for some of you Christians in the crowd, <laughs> you might be going, Ooh, ouch, I don't want people to mimic me. Then get over it and get right and live the way God would have you to live so people can fulfill the scripture and you can fulfill the scripture. And that'll happen through connection groups. Now, let me answer a question that might, might be banging around in the vast spaces. So if I just go to connection group, I don't have to go to big church? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. It's not an either or, it's a both and. Because you see on Sunday morning, God has a, a divine plan for us to gather together and to glorify Him, to lift Him up, to exalt Him, to praise Him together as a body of believers. As a matter of fact, we're going to get to do that in just a couple of minutes. God has a divine plan for us to get together and, and, and for a pastor to stand before us and to open up the Word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and through Him. It's called the unction of the Holy Spirit. And it's a beautiful thing. It's an awesome thing. We must have that. But we also need that small group time. And we're going to talk more about that small group time next week and what that can look like and again some more importances of it because guys if you think you can do life on your own by showing up on Sunday morning every once in a while and, and let God receive all the glory through you you're all wet I'm just telling you you're wrong anybody here remember watching Happy Days? Come on, raise your hand if you've ever watched Happy Days. You remember the episode where Fonzie couldn't admit that he did wrong? Anybody remember that? Google it. It's really fun to watch. Sometimes, sometimes we need people to be honest with us. We need people to love us enough. We need people to love us enough to say, you know what, you're wrong. And when it's given in love and received in love and we admit before God that we're wrong and we make adjustments then God receives more glory and more praise through our lives which is part of why we were saved in the first place connection groups you will not be all that God wants you to be in the kingdom of God without them would you bow your heads with me, please? Father in heaven, thank you for your word as we've got to break it down and look at it for just a little bit this morning. God, thank you that you have a plan and a, and a purpose for us that is far greater than ourselves. God, thank you that you've created us to not live life in isolation, but to live it with other believers. God, as we stand here in just a moment to praise you, to worship you, to give glory to you, God, may we do so with a clean heart. 
before Scott begins to lead us in worship, gang, uh, I'm going to be right at the back. Pastor Matt's going to join me. We're going to be right at the back. If you need to pray with somebody, you need to maybe have a life-changing experience with Jesus Christ or at least find out more about it. Would you join us right back there?